Hey guys, welcome to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardy from CandidConfidence.com. I'm a confidence coach, blogger, and online course instructor here to help you unleash your inner badass. This podcast is for the girl who is ready to ditch the self-doubt, overcome the overthinking, and live a life that feels fearless and free. So let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, welcome back to the Canon Confidence Podcast. I have a super fun interview for you to listen to today. I interviewed Lauren Smith in this episode and Lauren's such a joy to talk to. She's so bubbly. She's so warm. She is a mom to two girls, so we get into motherhood a little bit. We get into spirituality and personal development in terms of motherhood. We talk a lot about spirituality, actually, and what it's like growing up religious and then how that ties in when you do start to learn about spirituality and that aspect of it. So it's pretty juicy. It's a pretty fun episode, and I'm so excited to hear what you guys think about this one. Um, So without further ado, here's my interview with Lauren. All right, guys, here we are with today's guest. You guys are going to love Lauren. Lauren Smith is a serial entrepreneur, author, spiritual mentor, and podcast host. With a down-to-earth vibe meshed with a gregarious personality, Lauren has a special ability to connect with people. Her driving force for launching the podcast is based upon her belief that we are each born with innate gifts and unique stories, and it's our duty to share them with the world. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Hey, Leah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And guys, it's kind of funny. We actually just got off a call of me being interviewed on her podcast. We're doing a swap tonight. So, so much fun. I love this. We get to like have a continued conversation that never ends. (laughs) Yes, yes. We've been vibing it up. So this is going to be really fun. You guys are going to love this. Great. So Lauren, can you give us a background of who you are, your journey in personal development, spirituality, and how you got to where you are today? I love this question because I think for me it's really a reflection process because it has been a wild journey with a lot of personal development. So let me just give you the Cliff Notes version of my story. So I was a social media specialist at Ford Motor Company and I could say that that company was kind of my saving grace in a time of my life when it was all seemingly falling apart. When I was Mm. in college, I began a social media marketing agency. I also was a young mom. I had my first daughter in college. So after I graduated college, I had a handful of clients, a one-year-old on my hip, and we just had this grand idea like, hey, let's move our entire family from Maryland to Florida and start fresh. You know, just graduate, (laughs) now's the time. We had only had enough money saved for the move itself and about two months after that flat broke I mean broke broke um I had priced my services at the time so low I was just struggling to make ends meet my debt was multiplying we couldn't afford to buy food I mean I was just really in that mindset of I failed I failed myself I failed my family I failed my business so that was that was a low point and like everything in life, that's when a shift happened. And I received a call from a company looking to hire a social media specialist for a Fortune 500 company, aka Ford. And I took it. But during my time at Ford, I kept my business going. And I just knew if I could just get to this place, you know, if I could use this to just sustain myself financially, I would get my business to where I needed it to go, to go full time. So I worked for Ford for a whopping six months. (laughs) Like that was it. (laughs) I hated every second of it. 
and I just knew my path was the entrepreneur life. So mm. that was about seven, eight years ago now. And in that time frame, I took what was nothing as a business and then, you know, had 5K months and 10K months. And it just, it grew from there very, very rapidly. And then I had another turning point about three years ago now, I think it was. And I just decided that social media marketing is not what I want to do anymore. Um, in astrology, I, th- I was having what's known as my Saturn return. So I think it's like very funny of the timing of it all. But it was just, I had to take a step back and be like, all right, I'm ready to shake some things up in life. This is no longer bringing me fulfillment. And I had to get real about what I wanted to do at my core. Mm-hmm. So since that point about three years ago, I wrote a book, I co-authored another one, I launched the podcast, um, I'm now launching an affirmation style oracle deck. So I guess on the daily, I just get lost in the sauce on all things per- personal development, healing, and spirituality. Okay, so when I read your bio and it said Seagirl Entrepreneur, I was so curious about what that was, what you had done in the past. Love the oracle deck, I will be purchasing that. So... I guess, where did it come in? (laughs) Where did the spirituality come in? When did you start really diving into that personal development spirituality world? And maybe did you ever have a spiritual awakening? Or was this something you always had, you know, experienced throughout your life? Talk to us about that. Mm. So growing up, I grew up in a religious Christian-based household. um, And I just always knew that there was just something more. I, I would, I mean, I would question my pastor even like on things that I'm just like, mm, this doesn't make sense to me. And I knew it was more, but I, I had to tiptoe or at least I felt, um, in that moment, like tiptoe around the situation. Cause I didn't know what more was as a child, right? Like you right. only know what you know at that point, but intuitively I just knew I was, I, I just knew there was more. And I, I tell you now, like every time I, I think I'm woke, it's like I go through another awakening. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it, it, they always happen, I think. And now I just realize that this is a part of the ascension process. We should mm. always be awakening because yeah. that just means that we're growing. My first my first round of awakening, I guess, was just opening my eyes. We had just kind of talked about this. It's where you just hear those, you know, the ideas and theories that you have never heard about before from numerology, meditation, mantras, affirmations, birth charts within astrology, energy healing. I mean, (laughs) I just went full blown in on all of the woo. I actually, I had a client at the time who was my, one of my very first clients when I quit Ford. Um, She was already in the woo. And so I'm like, I'm learning about it, but I don't, I don't really get it then, you know, and that was eight years ago. So I had heard these terms, but I wasn't living that life by any means. I certainly Mm. wasn't feeling these words on a deep level. I was just scratching the surface. And then three years ago, I met, oh man, the most amazing woman in Prague on a business trip. And uh, we, we're soul family, for sure. Like she came into my life to just kind of blow the, the top off of the spirituality, <laughs> everything for me. And she really just helped immerse me in it and kind of guide me. But, um, you know, I... I've even just had days recently where I think I get the ascension flu is, is kind of what I call it. Um, so last summer I was committed to doing this 30 day booty challenge. Cause you know, you gotta take care of your glutes <laughs> and, um, I was doing like really well and saying commit it. But one day 
I was completely fine all day long. And then it just hit me like a Mack truck. I had the physical symptoms of a stomach flu. I had a really bad headache. My awful, I mean, awful, awful, awful sinus pressure. Like it felt like my head was going to explode. Mm. And all of the pressure was right in my third eye area. Nowhere else. It was right in my third eye area. But on top of that, I was crying a lot with like these deep emotions and I just couldn't find the root of the sadness I wasn't even sure there was sadness it was more of that like release cry and Mm. there wasn't anything happening in my 3d life that would make me that sad I was waking up and I was sweating as if like my body was on fire but I wasn't reading a fever and I was having the most vivid dreams so that happened for about two days straight and then on the third day I woke up and I was completely fine as if nothing ever happened to me I didn't feel sore, nothing. So I'm like, okay, clearly I wasn't sick. And this whole time I thought, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sick. I'm sick. You know, I hope my kids don't get this type of thing. But there was something within me that was like, no, this is different. Like, this is completely different. So I started to research it. And that's when I had learned about the spirituality flu or the ascension flu, or some even call it the Merkaba ascension. And hmm. what I learned is when you're, what you're happening is you're shedding your past life or past patterns or even karmic debts. And I wow. found that this actually happens to me around eclipses and around portal dates. So like 11-11, 12-12. I mean, huh. now I've, I've almost come to expect it. So I, last week, knowing that the eclipse was coming, I didn't schedule any podcast calls for a reason. Um, and you know, it's like, I'm not wow. expecting the worst, but I'm expecting my body or my energy to be different. And I always like to show up as my best self. So I just know that about myself. So I'm going to honor it and Hey, block out three days in my, in my calendar. Now for me, it didn't hit me as bad, but we did have, uh, some other family and personal things happen. So it, it happened in a different way, but just knowing that about myself and knowing kind of how I align with the energy and being aware to portals and ascension, game changer. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. I've actually never heard of that. Thanks for sharing that. So really? you mentioned oh, something. You're going to get yeah. lost in the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm going to start looking that up and be like, wow, this is really crazy. Um, I wanted to ask you though, because you mentioned, <laughs> we had talked during our chat, you know, 10 minutes ago or so, that um, this this type of stuff, even just like the basic mindset stuff, the personal development, none of that's taught to us. We never hear about that stuff. We never hear about meditating throughout most of our lives. And then something occurs to some of us and we hear about it. But you mentioned that like you had, you had a client who was in the woo, but it, you weren't really like immersed in it, picking it up yet. So it's interesting because I'm, I'm sure that I had heard some of these terms prior as well, but it's almost like, do you, do you feel like there's some truth to that? We hear things when we're ready to hear them. For sure. I think that she was placed so, so I know exactly why she was in my life, when she was in my life and for what purpose. I can see Mm. that now. Um, I had, because what I was doing for her was I was, I was her social media manager. So you have to think I'm creating the content that is then going out into a spiritually woke community. And I am the person, I'm not spiritually woke at all. So it was like, that's I would like pulling things out of my butt just based off of, of because that's, that was how my brain worked. Like, so I'm like a content creator. So I can, I don't have to know your business to create like the most amazing content for it. I just have to know what your mission is, what your goal is, what your tone is, what your voice is, 
what message you're trying to relate and I can find the words for it. Um, so I, I totally wasn't living that life, but she, and I did not know this at the time, um, she actually gave me my first energy healing and I had no idea it was energy healing. I had no idea what she was doing at the time. We were just on a call and I had just had my second daughter and I think I was having those postpartum blues. Mm. Not, and this is where I'm just like, you know, something's not right with me. And I didn't realize that she had done an energy healing. She had never used those words. And it wasn't until I had my first quote unquote official one that I was, I looked back and I was like, ooh, that's what she did. Because I was sobbing in the middle of our call. And I was like, where, like, where are these things coming from? But that client ultimately this is like full story moment she ultimately connected me a girl I worked with in the same project to the Bali Spirit Festival so I the Bali Spirit Festival is one of my clients I went to Bali and and work with them uh, during their their festival doing their social media and then because of that another girl who worked on that project got me on a different project in Prague and that's when I flew to Prague and met who is like my number one mentor right now. And the way that we met, it was neither of us were doing the work that we're doing right now. And we were, we were doing the marketing sales, you know, fundraising, like that type of like corporate almost like on the backside mm. of the entrepreneur side. And now, and, but she had already been very immersed. She was just kind of, you know, in, in the closet about it. Um, so she just kind of like started introducing things to me. So I, I absolutely think that, when we're ready to do it, it's not only that we we haven't heard it, but then we're just open to receiving it. Because I was mm. not open in that time frame. There was many times that first client, I'm like, girl, what are you on? You know, I'm like, <laughs> what is this? But I was not open to receiving her message at that time. I probably needed it in my life, and I probably defaulted a little bit on my path. I probably could have been on this path a lot sooner had I been open to receiving it, but I was not open at all. So sometimes getting past your own self and your own beliefs, that's it, a game changer. Yeah, I just find that so interesting because I feel like I, I, I never like knew anybody who really talked about this stuff, but I know that I had heard some of these terms, but now it feels like the first time I, you know, the second time around when I really got into this stuff, it feels like the first time I've ever heard of this stuff. And I am wondering, you know, I, I must have heard about some of this in the past, but wasn't, I, I like you, was raised in a Christian household. And I, I still do consider myself, you know, a Christian. I, I do um, worship God. However, um, I'm not necessarily in a denomination of Christianity. Your scope has broadened. Exactly. Right, and right, right. When it's, you're, it's, it's, yeah. Right, you're, you're open to new concepts. Yeah, and when it's you're powerful. raised like. That's a, that's a huge shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like sometimes we feel like, oh, I shouldn't explore anything else because that's wrong. Did you feel like that growing up? Like in that, were you ever dealing with that? Yeah. Like you're putting it. I don't want to, my, my mom, especially right now, I love it because she's, she will tell everyone she's my number one podcast fan because she <laughs> listens to every episode as they come out. And my mom oh. is like the epitome of a of a Christian woman like her and and my stepdaughter on the deacons at their church and you know like they are the epitome and she is even like you know I just had to open my open myself to it and I think sometimes we're I don't want to say I was put in a box as a child of thinking a certain way but that's just what my parents did so as a child you follow what your parents do but 
my natural curiosity got the best of me. Like I, I very vividly remember about to get about to be baptized and I had to take a class with my pastor at the time. And he was the pastor that married my parents, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. saw me be brought into this world, you know, from birth, like he, he knew me. And I just remember looking at him, my 11 year old self as sassy as could be. And I was like, so if Adam and Eve had two boys, where did the rest of society come from? You know, and I'm just in my mind, I'm trying to make logic of it, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if it started with one family, where does everyone else come from? Because isn't that incest? You know, I'm just like playing everything in my head. Right. And then he told me, he said, well, within our specific religion, which was the brethren religion, he said, we, we actually follow more of the New Testament. And then I, I remember in that moment thinking to myself, okay, so we just get to pick and choose? Like, is this? Is, is this what it, you know, and that, and I just remember being like, okay, I need more answers. And I didn't get those answers. And I think I struggled with that from probably the age of 11 until probably 25 of searching for those answers and not really knowing where I fit in. Because yeah, I believe in God. And yes, I believe in a higher power than myself. But there's things I'm being told that don't always make sense to me. And I need something else. I'm, I'm a seeker in that way. I just, I'm seeking the truth. I'm seeking answers. And maybe I hear something and I'm like, oh, that's cool. It doesn't mean I believe it or I'm going to worship it or whatever. It's just, like we said, receiving the information and then you decide what you are going to do with it and how it fits into your life. Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that story. I'm sure so many people can relate to that, whether or not they're fully into the woo or anything, but just like hearing that, because we all, I mean, most people do kind of grow up in like a mindset box. You typically inherit the beliefs, the religious beliefs, the political background, everything from your parents, the money mindset, everything. So I loved your um, input there. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about some (laughs) some daily routines and rituals. What are the things you're doing on the daily to stay aligned and just be connected to your higher self? Oh, okay. So journaling has always been my go-to. It's probably been my go-to since I was a teenager. But recently I've been more into tarot and oracle cards. And I never, like I was doing a spread the other night and I was thinking to myself, like, 10 years ago, Lauren would be like, what are you doing right now? Like, are you are you really doing this? But I'm telling you that pulling cards daily has just helped me stay connected to my guides. And it's also, I feel connected to the, to the divine in that way. And especially after a meditation or something, I, I just feel like I can get these digital downloads through a card, as crazy as that sounds. But I also really love Oracle cards because – both of my kids, I have, I have two girls, 10 and 5, they have really taken to them. So they love asking a question and seeing which card they're drawn to. I got um, my very first deck that I got in the mail. It was an oracle card, and uh, you know I'm just in there shuffling it. And my kids are very curious, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, we're just going to get a message from the universe, you know? And they're like, okay, like what do we do? And they're, you know, they're just like so curious. I'm like, well, we're just going to shuffle. And I was like, do you have a question? Like, do you want to ask anything? And my oldest daughter was like, what do the three of us need to know? And it's just like very confidently. And as soon as she said that, it was like a card flew out of my hand. And that card had a dragonfly on it. And their uncle is deceased. And they always connect dragonflies to his memory. And the look on my daughter's face just 
complete shock. She was like, oh, it's a dragonfly. Like, it, oh, my God. You know, she was just like from that point forward in it. She was like in it to win it. And I can't even think of a day since then that at least one of them has been like, hey, mom, can we pull a card now? And sometimes they'll just intuitively pull one themselves. Sometimes they'll shuffle it. Um, I, they typically use either the goddess cards because they, you know, want to know what, which goddess is on their side, girl power. Um, mm-hmm. Or they'll use like an affirmation card to just kind of boost them up a little bit. That's amazing. I absolutely love that. And again, I can't wait to get your deck that you're coming out with. That's so exciting. And yeah, so fun. Yeah, so you mentioned journal prompts. So what are, or you mentioned journaling. What are some of your favorite journal prompts? Mm, that's like asking me which child is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's too hard to choose. Um, but I actually have a freebie on my website that has 44 of my favorite journal prompts. And before someone's like, why 44, not 45? 44 is a master number in numerology, and it's really about healing. So um, I provided the prompts that go over reflection, dreams, healing, empowerment. I mean, there's prompts for everything. I personally really love healing prompts, and I think the one prompt that I've used and I've gone back to numerous times is when I'm in physical or emotional pain, the kindest thing I can do for myself is. And I go back to that one a lot because Mm. it's a reminder. You're not journaling it when you are in pain. You're not journaling it when you're having a bad day. You've journaled it when you're having a good day so that when you have those bad days, when you are emotional, when you're in physical pain, you can go back and read that reminder and be like, okay, that's what I need to do for myself. So I I really like the, the healing ones right now in this moment, I think. Oh, wow. I've actually never heard any journal prompt like that before that I can even think of. So thank you for sharing that. That's very exciting to me to have a new one for tonight. (laughs) Yes, I will. I'll share this resource with you because I've I've got some good gems on there. Oh, amazing. Okay, so if you could introduce one, I guess, healing modality or energy shifting modality to the entire world today and everyone would be like, yep, we're going to start doing it. What would it be? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this might not be aimed at the entire world, but I personally am this huge believer that moms, mothers as a whole, have this innate power that when they have learned something, they then teach their children and their children can then teach their children. So that is how we create massive change, right? And it's I always mm. say mothers and not fathers only because I'm a mom. Guys have the power too. Dads have this power too. Um, but I would say if there is a mom listening right now and you want to make the most impactful change for yourself and then for your children, stop saying, I'm such a bad mom. Even in those moments where it's, oh, you forgot to send your kid off with lunch money that day. Oh, I'm such a bad mom. Um, You forgot to switch the laundry over and your kid's school clothes or soccer uniform's not dry. Oh, I'm such a bad mom. That does not make you a bad mom. And I hear this so often that it now kind of makes me a little sick to my stomach how often I do hear it because we're so quick to put ourselves down. And, you know, women in general, we have a lot that we personally take on. We process our emotions differently. You know, our whole body just operates differently. And then when you add on the responsibilities of raising children – 
that can just be a whole different, you know, it's a whole different ball game. And I think sometimes in that journey, we lose a little bit of our power or we're made to feel shamed or have this like mommy guilt for not being the perfect mom or the best mom. So the best thing that you can do to just like shift the consciousness of future generations is to embrace your full worth and your power as both a mother and a woman. And and if you, you don't have children right now and you're listening and you're like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm not saying I'm such a bad mom, but maybe I'm saying, oh, I'm not enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, smart enough, whatever mm. enough is to you, take a step back and just know you are enough. I struggled with that as well. And one of super small things that I just did was on my phone lock screen, put a picture I like, you know, I'm, I'm a Florida girl now, so like, sunsets and and palm trees um and then just have the words i am enough because every time you then look at your phone which we all know we pick up our phone 100 times a day you see that i am enough and you start to own it with the i am you start taking ownership in it so start with yourself and that and the change will be collective through everyone in your family or who you touch even if it's not in your family your friend group too Oh, wow. That's really powerful. That's actually a really, really good response to that question. So I'm curious, what would the shift then be? Because I know sometimes we're making those comments, you know, maybe not right in earshot of our child, but they can tell if we are in a, you know, in a mindset of negativity or not enoughness or, you know, self-criticism. So what would that impact be on our families when we're teaching them not to be so self-critical? Oh, oh my goodness. It's, it's huge. So this is not to say I am perfect at this at all. I am so, I'm still really self-critical in numerous ways. Um, and little, and little things that I know don't matter. Right. so sometimes I think it's one acknowledging it, but I also try really hard not to talk badly about myself in front of my kids. My oldest daughter is at that age where she starts making these comments. She's like, I have really fat thighs. And I'm like, girl, Beyonce has the same thighs and she is power woman. You know, I'm like, you don't see her like stopping because she has thick thighs. I'm like, own it. I'm like, those are amazing. I wish I had thighs like that. Like, oh my. So it's just like, I, I can already see that happening as like, we're starting to get into the later years of elementary school into middle school where this, you know, the shift is happening. So I'm very conscious not to say negative things about myself. If anything, I'm like, I have just had a really bad day and I need 10 minutes. And in those 10 minutes, I may journal out everything. But I really tried to be conscious to not put myself down. Um, because when we say, I'm fat, I, you know, mommy's this, I'm, you're just teaching them that that's what you are. And that's, and that's not mm. who you are. You, you don't need to own, you don't need to own any of that. And if you're feeling it, acknowledge it and release it. That's such amazing advice because I feel like it's something I, I haven't heard a lot about and I'm not a mom yet, but I have a ton of moms that listen to the podcast. So I'm sure there's someone listening right now thinking, oh my gosh, I do that. And yeah, that's something that I do as a habit that is really negatively impacting my children potentially. So what a great mindset shift just to give someone and, and it's, it's beneficial for the child, the parent, the entire family, like you said, everyone who interacts with the family. So that's an amazing little hack there. How, how awesome. Yeah. 
Well, and sometimes I find that maybe I'm not saying I'm such a bad mom to my kids, but I'm, I hear it a lot amongst my girlfriends. I actually, my friend just texted me the other day and she's like, I, she actually questioned, she's like, am I, am I a bad mom? And we're, of course, like, no. <laughs> are your kids fed today? They go to school? Like, are they still breathing? Okay, you're doing pretty good, you know? And she's like, oh, well, everyone I work with just makes me feel awful because they're cooking their kids like these gourmet meals every night and I'm lucky if I can get dinner in the oven before seven o'clock and I was like you know they're not doing great in other areas it's true it, 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 we're not all being perfect in every single area of our life so why are we made to feel bad about the one area that we're not doing our best in and then just honing in on that area when we are doing amazing in so many more areas and you know, who kids? Your your care your kids had dinner late one night. That does not make you a bad mom. You know, we, we can we can find the dictionary of, of what a a bad parent is and I guarantee they're not present in their chair their children's lives. They they're not caring, they're not providing for them in the way they are. That's almost what I would classify and I don't really like using the word bad, but if you're gonna do a stereotype, that's where I'm gonna put a, a bad parent under not someone who's late on dinner is not cooking their kids vegan organic meals every single night yeah and I think a couple things kind of tie in with that for one social media right the visibility everyone's showing mm -hmm. and I, I'm I do this I show my food on Instagram um I try to not just show the organic healthy right because I don't want to make anyone feel like that's how I eat all the time but we do, we see the highlight reel. We see other people doing all these things with their kids or, or whatever. And along with that, you also mentioned how making the comment, I'm a bad mom in front of friends. It reminds me kind of of like the mean girls situation. Everyone's just sitting around telling, saying how fat they are, how their hair sucks, whatever. Um, and I think it's really important that you are encouraging people to break that cycle because we can't like we can't allow or encourage or participate in any of that if we want to teach future generations to not be so self-critical and be so hard on themselves and it's it's like we as humans we're so drawn to the things we're doing wrong instead of the things we're doing right mm, that's so true just pick out the wrong instead of focus on the right and i think that's that's kind of where journaling, and I know we talked about this, can come into play because if you're journaling like things of gratitude um, or even I am affirmations, like uh, I think, I, I don't want to be spitting lies here, but I'm pretty sure the first page of the journal prompts that I give out, I think that whole first page is I am. So if you are like lacking in that self-worth area or you're not feeling like your best self, like use some I am affirmations or you know, journal the I am and really start to connect back to yourself and who you are at your core. Yeah, it's amazing how impactful the I am statements are and how we can kind of flip that script in our brain and shift it towards positive I am statements. So I, I really like that tip as well. So you mentioned a lot about the mom guilt, the mom shame, um, how to kind of be more confident as a mom and, and all of that. Have you dealt with imposter syndrome in your business or feeling that self-doubt through the the multiple years that you've been running this business, this podcast, and, you know, your coaching? Mm. You know, it's ironic that you asked this because uh, just last Friday, I think I overcame a step of imposter syndrome. So it's been about almost mm, a year and a half now that I've completely left social media marketing in the dust. 
Um, and anytime, I mean, like seriously, anytime in that past year and a half, I'd be on a plane with a stranger. Oh, so what do you do? Or, you know, whatever it is. Or, hey, Lauren, what are you doing now? I would still say, oh, I have a marketing company. Or, um, I do digital marketing. Like, it was just my default because that's mm. who I, that was my identity for so long. Like, so many people knew my business, whether it was, you know, and, it's, and I'm not saying like, my, not like my business was huge. I'm talking about in my personal circle, um, whether that's in my community, whatever. That's just, that's how I was known. That's, that's what I stood behind. And uh, I was not extremely vocal when I dissolved it. It wasn't like I was like, hey, guess what? I'm kicking everyone to the curb. <laughs> this doesn't bring me passion anymore. It was very quietly, it was to from what it seemed to the perception of everyone else, that my podcast was just an extension of that, right? Like, oh, here's Lauren doing something new. And so when I was asked for the past year and a half, what do you do? I was definitely getting this imposter syndrome. I was like, well, what I know is marketing, but what I do is podcasting and uh, personal development. But but I, I couldn't own that yet. And I thought that it was, I, I struggled with that because then I would say it and I would be like, damn it or dang it, sorry, I just cursed, dang it, you know, like, uh, wh why would you default on that? Like, wh why would you go back and say that? That's not what you're doing. And then I just knew it didn't, it, I was lacking that confidence, which, which we kind of touched on already. I was, I was really lacking that confidence in owning what I did. And last Friday, which was the full moon, also the eclipse, I don't know if it was the energy of that night or what, but we were at the beach and we were having a bonfire for um, a birthday and I met a woman who I had met one other time through our kids. They just moved to the area. So this was our first time talking, right? And she's like, so what do you do? And it was like I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, I have a podcast. And it was when I said that, I – I felt like, I mean, I could have just like jumped up and down, started dancing because I was just so proud of myself in that moment for owning it. And then her face lip, she's like, what? That is so cool. What is your podcast about? And then I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to hide behind this anymore. Why was I hiding? I can totally own this and feel good about it. And and I don't know why I wasn't owning it because it says made this, this the podcast and the, the coaching, it has given me life. For the past year and a half so why why was I so afraid and I know it was it was those external thoughts like mm, podcast so do you make money from that or all of those questions that come up that I wasn't ready to deal with myself mm -hmm. and I think when I got to that point of just really owning it owning owning who I am and, and what I do it was so much easier to, to step into that light Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Well, congratulations on that. That's a really big deal. <laughs> and yeah, I know yeah, it feels good. And I think it, imposter syndrome is, is what we hit a lot of times. And I think anytime we make a shift, we can kind of feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know there's people listening who are doing some type of like new-ish business venture or something. I have girls in network marketing who listen. So people are listening that struggle with that with telling people what they do even if even if right now it's like a side hustle or, or a hobby even um but i love that you shared that because you're someone that no one would expect that from you're someone who's very successful that everyone would assume you just 
love sharing about your podcast and the amazing spirituality work that you do and, and personal development work. So I think it's really awesome. One of my favorite things about having people on the podcast is when they share, you know what? We all go through this shit. We all go through it. So thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that with us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and if there is somebody listening, yeah, per, your perception is your reality. So if, if you're looking at me and you're like, oh, that girl's not struggling. She's crushing it. You're only seeing what I am choosing for you to see out of my life. I'm only sharing what I am choosing to share out of my life. That doesn't mean that you're not seeing my demons in my closet or all of, all of the tough things that I'm struggling with on a daily basis. And, you know, I think Brene Brown said in a in a conversation with Oprah like the first time that they were talking um Brene was completely broke she her rent check had bounced and that same day she had to go to a Goodwill to buy a shirt with like the two dollars she had in her pocket to go and be on Oprah and she was just like I mean if that's not imposter syndrome feeling right there when you're sitting next to Oprah and you've just bounced your rent check and you're sitting in a shirt that you had to buy from Goodwill because that's all you could afford and Oprah's wondering, hey, how did you become so successful? Brene said that she couldn't share that in the time because she was going through it. She, la mm. she later told Oprah about it. She was like, but I had to go through it first. I wasn't ready to talk about why I was going through it. I had to get through it. And now I can reflect back and share part of my journey. And I think that's so important that people realize that is a lot of times we are going through things, but it's hard to share that until we've come out on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to the whole like social media bubble and just seeing the, you know, perfect mom life and organic vegan this and that. And yeah, it's people share what they're ready to share and what they want to share. And a lot of times that's not going to be the deep crap that they're going through. So I always value it when even, even for, for Brene to share it later on, that's still something that we can all learn from and we can just begin to look at people a little bit differently where we aren't just like blowing up their success and diminishing our own. So that's, that's a really good story. Absolutely. Okay. So last question here. Do you have any favorite books in the realm of spirituality or personal development? Uh, my go-to absolute all time favorite book is The Alchemist. I think Every time I read it, I pick up on something new within it. And to me, it's just, it's not only timeless, but I think it's a book that every person who consciously wants to grow and evolve should 100% read. It's not a hard read. It's not a business book. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful tale of perception and reality and the universe working in your favor and reflection and growth and just all of the things that really embody what life is at its core. So definitely The Alchemist all day, every day. Amazing. That one's actually not on my reading list, so I'm excited to add it. Very good. Oh, oh my goodness. You're going to fall in love. <laughs> Oh, so excited. So Lauren, everyone's going to want to know where to find you, where to connect with you, where to learn more from you. Where can we find you? Well, I'm everywhere on social media at Lauren Smith Biz, or you can follow along with me through the podcast. Also everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Mind Biz Life. And for all of my resources, including that free journal prompt I touched on, you can visit laurensmithbiz.com. 
Yay! Everyone go follow Lauren and listen to her podcast. It's really freaking good. All right, Lauren, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, Leah. It's been an honor.